Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. Live from Lincoln, it's Spring Affair! Yay! We're here. It's Spring Affair week, and um, we are both excited and exhausted already yes. at the same time. Just looking at my to-do list is slightly terrifying, but so much fun. That's okay. Yeah. Um, if you try to call or email me this week, I'm not available. Not going to happen. <laughs> Ooh, we should set out-of-office messages. I do. Usually. Okay, that's yep. smart. Mm-hmm. Look at you. All prepared. You know, sometimes I set them like really far in advance because you can say, anyways, all right, we don't have to talk about that. It's Spring Affair week, and we are so excited to be here talking to you about how to shop, not just at Spring Affair, but at any big plant sale, because there is an art to it. It is. There is. And it's the season. There are giant plant sales popping up all over. They're almost always fundraisers for something, so Mm -hmm. it's a great way to get your plants and support causes that you care about. So maybe we should start with what what is Spring Affair? Well, Spring Affair is the largest fundraiser for the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum every spring, of course. Uh, it's the last weekend in April, so this that means this year it is April 28th, 29th, and 30th. So this year it's three days. Oh. We added a day. Um, you can come to preview sale Thursday night, 6 to 9, and shop first. Yeah, that is a ticketed event. You have to you have to pay to come to it, uh, which you can pay for tickets at the door for that okay. between six and nine, and shop for your plants. Um, but Friday, Saturday, free, open to the public. Come in, grab just handfuls, armfuls of plants. These <laughs> there are so many plants, guys. This is at the Lancaster Event Center. This is our county event center. This is where the county fair is. This is where. This is in the pavilion where the circus sets up. Pavilion one. Yeah. So this is a circus-sized plant sale. (laughs) Maybe we'll add a circus to in the future. I don't know. Um, We have so many different varieties of plants. I mean, native plants, non-natives. We got sun, shade, part shade, succulents, grasses, herbs all of it everything we have everything and everything that you buy there supports the nebraska statewide arboretum so like sarah said you can come get your plants that you need i think that's after our freeze date so it's gonna Mm -hmm. be a great time to garden and then at the same time know that you're supporting nebraska statewide arboretum and by extension this podcast right and that's one of the um you know when people ask you know why is preview sale a ticketed event and partly it's because you're paying to keep it small and exclusive for that early shopping but really the that preview sale supports our ability to do the sale at all sometimes um correct yes like for instance the preview sale usually has about 400 people in attendance and in 2019 which was the last time we did this in person so also we've been virtual for the last two years so in 2019 when we did this in person the open to the public sale have 4,000 people in just the first couple of hours. So you're really getting a smaller, um, small, less people 
And so you can really spread out, pick your plants. And also all of the NSA staff, including me and Sarah, will be there to talk to you about the plants and tell you about our favorites, which we're also going to do today. Right. I'm really excited about how Hannah has organized this year that as staff, we're going to be walking around talking to all of you and helping you shop and answering your plant questions. You got to watch out for us, though. We'll just take plants and put them in your cart. We will. (laughs) If we think we need that, we think you need it. We're not going to leave you lacking. No. Mm -mm. There's always room for one more. Always. (laughs) Okay. So what's your favorite thing about Spring Affair? My favorite thing about Spring Affair is, like I said, just the sheer amount of plants, which can seem overwhelming to some people, but to me, it's like the options. It's just so exciting. Yes. You can, you can find whatever you want. It's a dream come true. Pretty much. I mean, it, in reality, we all start dreaming about it a, about a month before, usually about what we forgot to do. But yes, then I, you show up and and it's full of plants. I had a dream last night that the preview sale tickets, um, when they came back from the print shop, were just blank white tickets. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, that's that's what happens. So my favorite thing is, I mean, the number of plants is, yeah. is one of those, but it's um, early in the spring. It's before I've usually visited a garden center. So it's kind of like my first burst of plant sale energy. And I love seeing what people put together. I mean, cause we've got a crazy variety of plants here and seeing what combinations catch people's eyes. It always makes me go back and add to my order. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll find most of the staff, you know, we shop, I mean, perk of being staff, we shop before it opens, but then also after. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've seen all, we're like, oh yeah, I do need one of those. Occasionally during, I'll start yeah. adding to a little pile in the corner somewhere. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways to shop these big plant sales, mm-hmm. but we're going to walk you through some of our main tips yes. for how to be comfortable and successful because if you're like me i always get really excited for these things and then i walk in the door and like it's information overload there's so many people talking you don't even know what direction to go first when you walked in the door you start picking stuff up and your arms get full and then you get tired and hungry so uh we're gonna walk you through you know kind of some insider information on how to make it just a little bit easier Okay, so Sarah, what's your first tip? So my first tip starts before you go, Mm -hmm. and that's to make sure you have an idea. Um, You know, we're never going to tell you that there's not room for another plant. There's always room for another plant. But have an idea of some of the measurements of your space, if you have more sun or you have more shade areas, if you have more wet or dry. Just, you know, have that in your mind. Maybe put a note in your phone or take a note on a piece of paper um, just so you're not guessing um, when you're there. You can you can refer back and go, I have a, you know, I need mostly sun plants or, you know, this year I need to shop mostly shade or I, I actually have a 200 square foot area to fill this year. So let's get shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have an idea. Um, you can always bend the rules once you're there, but have an idea where you're starting at. Yeah. And you can always add a plant where you're like, I really want this. It doesn't fit one of these areas, but I just want one of these. Yes. I'll find a place for it. That'll work. 
Okay, so my tip is also before you get there, my okay. first tip. And that is what you wear that day matters. Yes. <laughs> Especially on your feet. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of walking at plant sales because, you know, you walk the rows and then you're like, oh, I do want that one. You end up going back. You have to walk the line to get to the register. All these different. You might need to go to concession and get a snack. Right. Of course. Uh, uh, soda. So wear comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're coming to Spring and Fair, which is at the event center, which means it's concrete floors, shoes that have good grip. Yeah. Because we have to water the plants and we do our best to clean up the floors. Um, But every once in a while, there's a little bit of wet spot. So we don't want you to fall and slip either. Right. So make sure you wear comfortable, grippy shoes. I do not recommend the plasticky flip-flops. No. (laughs) Really flip-flops around gardening it's just a bad idea. I've broken so many flip-flops right. thinking, oh, let me just dig this one hole. Right, right. Doesn't work. Don't wear them. Yeah. So a good pair of shoes. And then, of course, you're going to be picking up all kinds of plants. So this is not the time to wear your Sunday best. Uh, bring Just wear your gardening clothes. I'm going to wear my overalls. The moment you get home, you're going to want to start gardening. So yeah. you it, don't be delayed by having to change clothes. Just wear what you're going to garden in. Or you could be me and think that all of my clothes belong in the garden, even <laughs> if I bought this for being nice and I can just get away with doing a little weeding it never works grass stains are hard to remove yes don't do it so those are my tips for before you even get to the sale yeah I agree a lot of a lot of having fun at a place is doing the the pre-work so that you can just be free and enjoying all the plants while you're there. Don't you want to come to a party with me and Sarah? We're like, do some work before you get there. <laughs> and then do no work while you're here. Just spend right. all your money on plants. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I would also add wear some layers because, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know it's spring in Nebraska, but then it also is spring in Nebraska in a pavilion. So we're talking like metal shed, concrete floor. Um, it could be 80 degrees in there. It could be 50 degrees in there. And nothing makes me crankier than making decisions while I'm cold. Right. Don't like it. Mm-hmm. So bring a jacket, wear some layers, um, wear things you can tie around your waist if you get hot. Um, okay. What about things to bring with you? Okay. Number one thing to bring with you. If you don't listen to anything else we say, listen to this piece. Bring something to put your plants in. Yes. A wagon, some bags. Your kid. Extra people to carry stuff. However you're going to do it, highly, highly recommend a wagon or a basket or mm-hmm. a cart of some sort. Because you are you know you're going to buy more than what you can carry. And there's nowhere else to put it. So. We don't have, we're not a grocery store. We don't have carts and things. We try to have, I mean, we have a lot of cardboard flats, mm-hmm. but um, I carry a lot of flats around and I can still only manage three of those. And that's a little iffy. Right. And even <clears throat> if you just have a small wagon, trust us, there's a way to stack them. <laughs> I've seen some really creative methods. So I've seen there's someone who brings every year they come and they bring like a trolley or a, what am I trying to say? The thing you move furniture with. Oh, a dolly. A dolly. Mm-hmm. They bring a dolly stacked with milk crates. Oh, yeah. So they fill each layer of milk crate 
And then it's still, you know, it's still only a dolly. It doesn't take up a ton of space. That is genius it level. It is genius level. <laughs> it's That is some planning ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get creative, yeah. too. I've seen them stacked along, like, the tops and bottoms and cup holders of people's strollers. Mm-hmm. We are stroller-friendly, wheelchair-friendly. Bring whatever's on wheels. Yes, yes. Maybe no, you know... Well, don't drive Go your cards. car in. Yeah, no four-wheelers <laughs> or anything. Human-powered yeah. wheels. Yes, yes. Um, speaking of, Sarah, will your roller skates be making They will be appearance? making an appearance. I just put new wheels on them last night. Oh, my gosh. You're getting ready. I'm getting ready. <laughs> okay, perfect. Silas so. was very amused watching me try that. He'd never seen anyone roller skating before. He's like, what are you doing, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You need to get him. I remember those little Fisher-Price roller oh, yeah. skates that, that don't would even go really over your roll. shoes. Yeah. yeah. He needs some <laughs> Well, he's only two. We'll give him another year. Yeah. Anyways, so definitely come prepared to have a lot of plants get creative if you are bringing a wagon or cart of some sort decorate it yeah we love seeing your decorated like have plants will travel plants are bust i don't know signs yeah confetti Mm, maybe not maybe not confetti (laughs) Did, did i hear there was a request against balloons well, you know, the the event center doesn't like balloons because they go out of the... Okay, so maybe top. no helium balloons. No helium balloons. Okay. Also, be environmentally friendly mm-hmm. with your... So, however you feel about balloons, that's up to you. I would love to see somebody with some natural decoration. Yes. Some, like, gathered seed heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be cool. Your duck blind. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could fit a lot Put of plants in a duck blind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so that's that's my next tip. Okay. About, what do you have next? Let's see. Next, I definitely would plan on bringing my water bottle. Um, there's concessions for any snacks you need, but it's always nice to have a little bit of water with you, especially if you get stuck waiting in line. Along with that, a little bit to the side, but along with that, our sale is indoors. Yes. But some of these big plant sales are outdoors. So no what environment you're going into right if you're going into an outdoor sale where you're planning to be there for a couple hours picking out plants waiting in line things like that sunscreen hats all that sun protection that you would normally need make sure you i think spring is super misleading for sunburns because we're all so happy to have the sun on our skin (laughs) and we're like well it's not july yet you can only get sunburned in july right so don't forget the sunscreen absolutely all right we've said it a couple of times and this one we always joke about, budgets. Oh, yeah. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but also think about it. Um, I've definitely, I've, I've spent a lot of time the last few years helping out in our checkout area. And, uh, man, the decisions some people have to make because they want to stay on budget are, uh, are tough. So if you know it ahead of time. Um, and can kind of just keep it in mind most plant sales like this are going to post their price ranges we do we have it all over our websites and our facebook and our spring affair newspapers so you can find you may not be able to find individual plant prices um, everywhere but you can at least find the range and know kind of what you're shopping in and what size plants you want to be picking up yeah for instance at spring affair our prices range anywhere between four dollars at the lowest uh, up through, I mean, it depends on if you're getting trees. Right. Trees can be more expensive, but perennials in pots, I would say, is usually between like four and 16, right? Depending on the size. 
And that's that's pretty manageable range. And then take a minute when you walk into the sale and find the price sign. We price our plants by pot size. And so you can avoid a lot of frustration and confusion at checkout when they, you know, the total is always going to be higher than you think it is because that's how plant sales work. But just take a look at the, the signs. I know we hang up physical pots on our price sign so that you can get an idea of, of what a three inch pot is. Mm-hmm. And then that, so since that's how we price them, a good way to get through the checkout line quickly is to sort them by those sizes. And this year at Spring Affair, we will have an area set aside of empty tables just for you to sort your plants, look through them, decide if you do get to that point and you're like, ooh, I am over my budget, decide this is the one I don't want um, and put it back or we can, we have plant movers who can help yeah, you with that. we can that. help you. That's a good way to sort out your plants for Spring Affair. Other yeah. sales do it differently. Yeah, I don't, I can't speak to how other people, I think size is fairly typical, um, but there are some places who, where they get a price on each plant or they may have some like really special species that have to be a higher price. Yeah, which we do, Clematis, that's Mm -hmm. one we should mention. Clematis has a little bit higher price than the size. It just takes a little bit more work and time for the grower to grow. So it Mm -hmm. it has to cost a little bit more on our end too. So I think we've moved into things to do while you're there. And I think a good place to start is just to not get in a hurry when you walk in the door. Yeah, I mean, toward the end of the sale, we will sell out of a few species. We have never run out of plants completely. No. So just walk in the door and take a moment and look around you. It is goals, though, to run out of plants. That is our goal. <laughs> but not until the very last person is done checking out. Yeah. And then that's the last plant. So, um, you know, we set up our sale so that you come in one door and you walk right into a welcome booth where you can, you know, you can get a plant list. You can ask some questions. Know where to go to get your member button if you're a statewide arboretum member. Uh, all that good stuff. So take advantage of that welcome table. And then it's a big space. So step off to the side and look around and decide where you want to go first. We have um, our NSA member booth for our members to stop at. Or people who want to become members. Exactly. If you want to become a member to get your discount on your plants, you can do that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our staff will be walking around in teal, like a turquoise Teal blue, yeah. bright blue shirts. Yes. They should stand out really nicely from the plants so you can find our staff and then our volunteers are going to be wearing red shirts they actually we chose purple purple our volunteers are going to be wearing purple shirts and that should also stand out everybody wants green because we're plant people (laughs) but then you can't find us Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you can find our staff and then our volunteers can help answer questions too so just take a minute and find your resources and then look up because our signs will be hanging above the areas of what where the plants are. Right. So you'll be able to see, oh, there's herbs, there's sun, full sun plants. So look up a little bit and you'll be able to see around. Exactly. And then we do have a vendor area where we've got some people that bring in different things than we sell, like irises and bedding plants. We're going to have some biochar. Vegetable people there yes biochar, biochar. Mm-hmm. vegetable vegetable starts. starts that was the thing i was missing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so those are kind of separate because they handle their own checkout just just like any craft fair vendors 
And then the rest of the plants in the room, those are all plants that um, come from Bluebird Nursery in Clarkson, Nebraska, and they support us by helping us do this sale consignment. So a lot of plants come from them. And then all of the trees and shrubs, they come with our horticulturist, Bob, from his greenhouses. So this year, you're going to be able to check out all those plants together at one checkout. So excited for that. Yes, that's going to really simplify things. In the past, you've had to check out Bob's plants from Bob, the trees and shrubs in that area, and then haul them through the sale with you to check out your other plants. And keep track of your receipt. Yes. Uh, Now we're going to be able to do it all together, one checkout, and then you're straight out the door to the parking lot. So Mm -hmm. it should be pretty easy to navigate as long as you know your navigational points. Are you a list shopper at plant sales or uh, do you shop with your heart? <laughs> a little bit of both. So I de- this year I have some big areas to fill. Okay. Like uh, I think one area I need to fill is 18 foot by 30 foot. Oh, man. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not, some of it's going to be sedges. I'm working on it over the spring. Not all at the same time. Oh, that's good. That's a lot of work. Yeah, because I had to get a tree removed, oh. unfortunately, so I need to plant a new tree, put in some, getting rid of some turf, right? So I made a list for that area, just because I want to make sure that I've I've done some research ahead of time. Right. Like, I that is the very front of my house, it's the thing that everyone will see, so I want my garden to have some spring flowers, summer flowers, fall flowers, winter interests, some tall, short, things that aren't going to fall onto the sidewalk. So for that area, I did some research mm-hmm. to make sure I was getting the, or I will get the things that I want. And I have another area that I ripped up some invasive stuff that needed to go. And so I need stuff that will establish pretty quickly to make sure that that doesn't come back. Right. But it's also like a wild area. So I'm like, you know, I know these grasses will do well. The, like, I'm just going to kind of throw some stuff in right. there. I don't have to be as specific. So That's I probably where your, your, oh, I can't live without this plant purchases are going to okay. go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to look as cohesive. You can just be like, I like that one. Yeah. How about you? Do you? I am a little bit of both too. Um, I struggle to contain my heart shopping, mm-hmm. um, especially oh man, those things that are blooming can just yeah. jump right out of their flat into my basket. But um, I do a lot of my gardening with my husband, and he's not able to come to the sale. So we do look over the list together, and I make sure I know the things he wants, and we make some of the bigger plant decisions together. So I do shop. A little bit from a list and then I do reserve some you know I'm gonna make my half of the decision choices in the moment where you know because mm-hmm. I can see what I like and uh, then I man I just see what other people are putting together and I can't help myself I'm like oh you were so creative that's such a good combination right? I want that too I know and sometimes I go with a plan and then like you said I see that thing blooming and I'm like mm, actually but I, want it. I need that yeah that's gonna be it So a little bit of both. We do, I don't know um, if every plant sale does this. We publish our full plant list. Um, It's online at our website. And then we also send out a Spring Affair newspaper um, with, you know, articles and and plant suggestions and the full list in it. Mm -hmm. So some people really do shop. They 
I see people come in with that list highlighted up and marked and numbered. Um, and we organize all of our plants alphabetically by scientific name in the rows as well as on the list. So you can really just, you know, start in row one and shop through your list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that makes it easier, especially if you're on a time crunch yes. or if you're just on a mission yeah. and you want to make sure you to minimize those heart purchases, <laughs> you can just walk to the spot you know you need. Yes. And, and try to keep your blinders yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So after you've finished shopping... You know, I hear from a lot of people that they're done shopping, they're getting in the car, they're going home, and they're planting. I'm like, man, I'd stop for lunch if I was you, but go <laughs> for it. But not everybody can do that or wants to do that. So let's talk about some ways to take care of our plants if we're not ready to plant them that same day. Yeah, that can be tough, uh, especially if you intend to leave them outside, which... There's always that, like, do I leave them outside? Well, that way they get sun and I'll water them with the rest. But that's hard. So I say if you can't plant them right away, then, number one, keep them together. Mm -hmm. Don't go place them in your garden. Right. Keep them all together because then you're going to be, it's going to be easier to water those all yeah. together yeah. in a box or in a flat, even in a bucket. And then don't put them in a spot that's going to bake in the sun all day. Right. So, yeah, I something put them in something that will keep them standing upright. Yes. Um, you want them to be able to be easily watered and not lose that water by falling right over. Um, the little tiny three-inch pots, they dry out faster than most people think outside in the greenhouse they can last quite a while because they're sheltered from the wind and that's what gets these little pots is the wind blows and just sucks the moisture out of them so i like to keep mine behind a little bit of a retaining wall that we have so they really don't get a ton of sun they get some bright light but they're really sheltered from the wind and i do try to plant anything i buy within you know a week and a half to two weeks maximum that's about how long I can successfully remember to take care of plants in little pots. Yeah, and especially with the types of plants that we sell at Spring Affair, mostly native plants, they can start to get a little leggy, as right. Bob says, <laughs> if you leave them in pots too long. So also, they just your plants are going to do better in the ground. That's where they want to grow. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just, it's kind of funny to me because I work in our greenhouse and it's not difficult to keep plants alive in pots in the greenhouse. But somehow you take those same pots and you just take them out of the greenhouse and all of a sudden they're just like, nope, don't like this. <laughs> they mm -hmm. want to be in the ground. Mm -hmm. They're ready to grow. And most of our stuff, other with the exception of the the 10 perennials are the, the plants that aren't hardy here, the, the bedding plants and the pot plants that you're going to just grow for one season. Most of our stuff is, is ready to go. It, it doesn't need too extravagant of a hardening off or anything. I would be more careful with the annuals and the, the 10 perennials and maybe some of the more tender herbs. Um, but our, our native perennials are pretty ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right, are we ready to talk plants? I think so. Let's do okay. it. Okay, we pulled out some of our favorites, or or not always our favorites. Um, some of these I pulled out are just ones that I think are really good plants that need more attention. 
um, or things that we don't carry at our regular sales that we're going to have at Spring Affair. Yes. Will you start? Okay, I will start. So we're going to go by sun section. So we'll start with full sun. So I'm going to start with Cyanosis americanus, which is New Jersey tea. And this is one of my um, favorite plants to use for bloom bugs because it's a, it's a woody shrub, but it's only like three to four feet tall and it makes this perfect little ball. So it's like a perennial sized shrub. And we know that woody plants are so important for habitat, but it can be hard to fit them into our garden. So this one has these white snowballs of flowers in the maybe late spring to early summer. And, uh, Just like its name sounds, the legend is that it was used as a tea substitute during the Boston Tea Party when everybody was boycotting British tea. Uh, I don't have a confirmation on that story, but it's very widespread and I have have made tea out of it. And other than the lack of caffeine, which is, you know, kind of a downer in my mind, Mm -hmm. it does taste quite a bit like black tea. So I, it's one of my favorite, um little shrubs for the garden and sarah is a tea connoisseur so if she says it tastes like black tea then it does i'm picky (laughs) about my tea yes i'm a tea snob so (laughs) i said connoisseur you did you made it sound nice (laughs) i don't know if it's always that nice (laughs) all right i'll go next my first pick for sun is yarrow Ooh, that's a good one i love yarrow i think it's super hardy Um, The leaves are fun because they're not super green. They have a, it almost looks like frost a little bit on them. It's kind of like those silvery annuals that people put in pots, but not, maybe not that silver. Not quite that silvery, but it definitely has a silver tinge to it. So it stands out in a garden if you have a lot of greenery Mm -hmm. around it. And then of course, if you're going with the yellow, it has these beautiful yellow um, flowers that just pop up and stand out and they're always full of insects so many insects yeah it's an excellent pollinator plant and like i said very hardy so you can put it near the street uh, in that what we affectionately call the hellscape (laughs) if you wanted to because i think it would stand up to a lot of different things i think it would i noticed that here in the city of lincoln they put it in a lot of their like corners downtown even yeah so places that get a lot of runoff and things and and they look great they do and yara's something it kind of like had this big burst of popularity and then it faded for a bit but i'm seeing it come back Mm -hmm. like you said i think downtowns are realizing it can take that pollution and the snow pile and the salt but it can also take you know the occasional person that stepped off the side of the sidewalk so um, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorites. And if you have, uh, it's a little bit bigger. So if you have a, a middle of your garden or if you need an anchor, mm-hmm. it, it would be good for that. Yeah, it would. I'm going to go with, uh, for my next pick, Bernonia lettermanii. And it is an ironweed. And I, some people may be familiar with like New York ironweed. Um, ironweeds are huge plants. Yes, so before we started recording, I started naming things 
I was trying to get ironweed. Oh, that was okay. <laughs> and was she described one. it as that really tall purple flower, and I was like, "Man, Hannah, <laughs> you're not and I did me a lot say to go New on. Jersey, not New York." Okay. So there we go. Yes, ironweed. I ironweed. planted one last year. I, oh, I was so excited. Yeah. I love them, and and I really do love the big ones. But not every garden has the the space for that. And so this letter mania, um, it it's so little. I mean. It's like, I think it's listed as three to four feet, but I mostly see it at like two and a half to three. And it's covered in purple blooms Mm -hmm. and it's covered in insects. It's vibrant purple too. Yes. It's like, it's like a purple highlighter. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten so many messages. I started using it in Bloombox two years ago, I think. And I kept getting emails like, I can't remember what that purple flower you gave me is, but I love it. And it's it's so covered in it. It's the biggest attractor in my yard. And I was like, okay, ironweed is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Good wreck. Okay, should we move to part shade? Let's move to part shade. Okay. So this is a little different this year. We um, combined part shade and shade in terms of shopping. Um just because there's a lot of overlap in those areas and and neither one was huge on its own. Right. And a lot of things are like shade, two-part shade. Right. So, yeah. so I'm going to pull my recommendations off as one that can handle a little bit of sun and one that's truly full shade. Okay. So my first that's part shade is columbine. Oh, that's a good one. I love columbine. Uh, I think it was about two years ago now in the midst of COVID. (laughs) Some friends of us, we decided we were going to quarantine and then get a cabin in Colorado together for a week. So we we did it because we were like, got to see people. (laughs) And the mountains. (laughs) And the mountains and just spend some time hiking and things. And the cabin we got, I got there, we got there and it was just the hillside was covered in columbine uh, and it was my dream come true and i know i can't make that happen in my yard but i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> so i buy a lot of columbine and and i just love it i think it's it's great in that part shade it stays low to the ground and the flowers are beautiful they're so fun they're like mm-hmm. dual colored mm-hmm. yeah and you can get so many varieties so there's there's a columbine for every color enthusiast. Okay, so my part shade is going to be Carmina geranium, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, I love I, I love well, it. It's it's like kind of scented if you rub the flat the mm-hmm. leaves between your fingers. It's these like you know striking purple flowers, and then I just think I remember learning for the first time that there were hardy geraniums, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of blown away because my grandma always planted the red one, red and white ones in her pot. They were you know annuals and i was just so surprised to find out that we have hardy native geraniums and they make a great ground cover plant uh, and mine are already greened up um they should be flat honestly they should be flowering here pretty soon yeah mine are green too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now this one i did make a little mistake because i planted some geranium in full sun so Ooh, we'll, we'll see how yeah. it goes <laughs> well you know some of them can take that like yeah. you know we talked about things that are part shade to shade but right. there are things that are sun to part shade yeah some of the geraniums can fall in that category 
I'll, I'll keep you all informed. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next up for my, like, full shade, I'm going with a hosta. Ooh. And these hostas, I think, are one of those things at Spring Affair that people do end up, that's, uh, as you've You've now coined a term, the heart purchase. Oh, okay. Yes, that's your that's your term now. Um, because they are just like, they're standing big in their pot. And they're so green. And they're so green right when like we're craving green in spring, right? And uh, they make a big impact in your garden, depending on which one you get and what size and all that good stuff. But I'm going to go with a really small hosta because I think we see these really big, beautiful hostas. But where you're missing out is the mouse ear hosta. Oh, they're so cute. They are so cute. And they do look like little mouse ears and you just want to pet them. I think I'm going to get some of those this year. We planted some really big hostas a couple years ago. so Great for the edge. You know, Mm -hmm. you you have your big hostas in the middle and then you can kind of line it with some smaller mouse ear hostas. They're also a little bluer. Okay. You know, I'm thinking in my particular hosta garden, it might be really cute to mix some mousier hostas in with some of my geraniums. Oh, yeah. As a little edge. Because it, it's kind of like my my hostas are under a tree. And so in the middle, it's very deep shade. But toward the edge, it, mm-hmm. we do get some filtered light. Yes. Yeah. So that would be, that's one of my recommendations. I think it gets overlooked with the other hostas because they're big and beautiful, but look for those little mouse ears. They're adorable. Oh, that sounds so cute. Okay. So my full shade is going to be a delphinium and there's lots of different options for delphinium. They're all some shade of blue to white, but the one I'm going to choose is summer nights. I planted it last year and I, it did bloom and I'm so excited for the like, you know, established blooms mm-hmm. this year this I'm, i've got to put a picture in the show notes it is like this tie-dyed pale blue and white it was so beautiful and so it's a tall spike of flowers it's a pretty tall plant so we have it coming up out of a sedge meadow with some columbine and some anemone and it's just um cottage garden is an aesthetic that i love and this well, yeah. just fulfills that oh so well Garden of my dreams. You have it. I may have it. There's a magnolia tree in there, too. Oh, of course there is. Oh, man. I'll have a tea party. You can come see it. Oh, my it. gosh. Can we have some New Jersey tea? Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's perfect. That sounds wonderful. Okay, moving on to grass. Before we move oh, on to grass, okay. just we didn't talk about it, but there are also ferns. Oh, you're right. So if you're interested in ferns, um, we just were, I have ferns. I don't know what they are. I'm just going to be honest with you. They were there when I got there. So I just let them continue to do their thing. Um, but there are a lot of fern options as well. Yes. So I'm not a fern expert. They, they're they really great for some hard to grow shade areas. So if you, if you have these tough locations in the shade, Maybe think about some fern. I don't like them because they make me itch. But that's like really a very small picky thing. I could just wear long sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my ferns are the only things that really stand up to the dog and Alistair. Yeah. So they they are at the back of the yard and the garden where really only he goes. And if you think about, I mean, I think about seeing them in some of the older neighborhoods mm-hmm. where you've got just truly deep, deep shade and there may not be much else that you could get going. That's true. I, I have not even attempted to plant back among right. them. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so now on to grasses. Okay, grasses. Do you want to go first on grasses? Sure, I will go first. Um, so uh, I'm going to start with a sedge, Carex. Okay. That's the, that's the family we know. And I'm going to do Pennsylvania. Oh, that's Pennsylvania. Um, and the reason why I picked that is because it's a good anywhere, anytime sedge. Uh, some of our sedges like a little bit wetter or a little bit more shade or less shade. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, you can put in a lot of places. It pretty much runs the gamut except for the two extremes. Mm-hmm. It's not an extreme, you know, submerged wet one. And it's not like, you know, top of a bluff drive. But it fills the middle range really well. Right. And it stays a little bit smaller than some of the others. So if you've listened before, you know that I love gray sedge. That gets pretty tall. Not, I mean, for sedges, it gets right. tall. <laughs> um, but Pennsylvania stays like 8 to 10 inches. Well, the cool thing and I think flops. about it. Yeah. It like the... The actual leaves are longer, mm-hmm. probably closer to a foot, but it's they're so fine. They just like fountain over, mm-hmm. and then they can kind of like make this m- movement appear in the garden mm-hmm. with these, you know, it looks like hair that's, you know, yes. waving in the wind. And it, it just, oh, it's, it's such a beautiful base to have flowers coming up out of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my sedge pick. I'm hijacking all your recommendations with my excitement about them. Well, I think we're excited about all of these That's plants. probably true. Yeah. <laughs> so my sedge pick is going to be Carex Appalachica um, or Appalachian sedge. And uh, this is one. It's in my cottage garden with my delphinium. I used it along the edge because it's a tiny little puff. I mean, it's like six to eight inches and it's deep, deep green, fine leaves and a little puff at the edge. And I just, oh, I just love it. So cute. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't you do your grass? Okay. Then? So my grass is, and we separate it. They are all together when you're shopping, sedges and grasses, but we separate, we kind of always talk about the Carex genus or sedges a little separate from grasses. So my actual grass in quotes is a spirobulus i gotta say that one more time (laughs) spirobulus heterolepis and that is a prey drop seed and going with my love of motion in the garden this is a very airy grass um it's it's got very fine leaves and stems and then just very open seed heads and it's a little bit larger it's probably a four foot ball of grass and it is a ball instead of you know a straight vertical structural grass so I just like it for its you know it's little fluff in the garden mm-hmm. all right for my grass I'm gonna go big or go home yeah big blue stem yeah that was my second choice I mean it, it gets huge and uh, it works best on the eastern part of the state. It does. That's where it would grow, right? In the tall grass prairie. Uh, but if you need a tall back of the garden, full sun plant that's going to make a statement, can't think of anything much better than big blue stem. Right. Like it just, it looks great in the winter because it stands up and it holds the snow and the frost and that's great. And it, it's just, it's a statement piece. I planted some in the back. My bloom box garden is in the corner of our backyard. And we've got this white plastic fence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tall, I mean, it's a normal size fence. It's not a little one, but it's plastic. It's weird. Um, <laughs> and 
we just needed, you know, something to really like make that corner stand out and make the plants pop out from that white fence because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, things kind of fade. And then um, we love sitting on our patio out there and our neighbors who we like also sit out at their fire pit. And it's just like a little awkward eye contact when you didn't mean to be talking to your neighbors. So we're kind of using it as a visual screen. A little bit of privacy. A little bit of privacy, but not, you know, walling us off because we do like them. You can still part it and look at each other if you want to. (laughs) Or just, you know, step around it. Um, We don't want to like, you know, totally separate ourselves. We just don't want to make awkward eye contact over the s'mores. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Although if they have s'mores and I don't, I would, I'm going to be eyeing them and be like, you got extra s'mores. <laughs> so maybe we're protecting their s'mores too. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Next up. Succulents. Succulents. Everybody so, loves a succulent. I love a succulent. And so the next few that we're going to talk about are succulents and herbs and non-hardy. Uh, and those, I think, are all perfect for the spring season of graduation, Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, all of the all of the things you have coming up, housewarming, bridal showers. We all know spring is full of events. Oh my goodness, so many things, and these are all are going to make some great gifts if you want to give something a little alive and touching. I have a baby shower this spring, but I really don't think I should give somebody a plant to take care of at their baby shower. I did not mention baby showers, (laughs) but I do love to give a succulent for graduation. Yes. You know, of course, write them the check, give them the cash. That's what every high school student wants. But a succulent can go to their dorm room. Exactly. Or their new apartment if they're a college graduate. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Um, So my first pick for a succulent is aloe pink blush. I like that. A useful one. Yes. So it's still an aloe, so you can use it like an aloe. Um, and I don't know about you, but I have I have just aloe vera, and it's everywhere because mm-hmm. it spreads and multiplies itself Well, mine's so in pots, but the pots well, keep yeah, pots. multiplying. Right, right. So I have it in, like, every room. Um, this one just is a little something different yeah for it it's got a great texture it almost is like it's sunburned <laughs> which i think is fun it helps you remember what to do with your aloe right exactly it has a little bit of a pinkish reddish hue to it and uh, uh, a thicker texture if you touch it but it it's still an aloe and it's still a lot of fun and, and it's easy. still you can still use it like yes. an aloe mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Okay. How about you? Okay. Succulent. My succulent is going to be Huernia zebrina. And that is more commonly known as lifesaver plant, or as I learned it, belly button plant. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard that one. Because <laughs> um, that's what its flower looks like. It mm-hmm. looks like a purple lifesaver. It is so weird looking. Um, and it doesn't flower that often, but I think it flowers more than some succulents I've had. Yeah. I. This is my only succulent that has flowered. So I will give you a picture. We'll okay. put a picture on the show fun. notes. It's a fun thing. It's kind of like, it looks like a whole bunch of like weird fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it does look like a lifesaver. It really does. And I had to touch it and be like, what is it? It's like <laughs> kind of rubbery of a yeah. flower. Uh-huh. Um, but the plant itself, it's kind of like mm-hmm. these, it's, um, hmm. think of an aloe that grows down instead of up and kind of curve, you know, kind of goes wild Mm -hmm. and it has it looks like it has spikes but they're not pokey yeah no 
they would deter a little thing, but your fingers is yeah, it's fine for your finger. I mean, it's never poked me. No, Mm -mm. but they are so hard to kill. It's the only thing that's consistently lived in my sunroom, (laughs) which I thought was going to be great for plants, and turns out is like really hot and sunny. (laughs) So it's the only thing that's been able to handle that setting long term. So Mm -hmm. it's a tough one for your high school graduate who wants something to take to their dorm room and has never kept a plant alive before. There you go. All right. Up next. Herbs. Herbs. Or herbs, depending on who you are. Sure. We won't judge. We won't. Just buy some. (laughs) (laughs) And as we discussed before recording this, I'm always trying to tell myself I can't buy any more herbs because I don't use them enough. It doesn't matter. If herbs make you happy, plant them. You don't need to be cutting bushels of thyme to put in soup every week. You can just grow them because they're pretty and the pollinators like them. Yeah, I have some herbs that I really only use at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but they're in my garden. And then I can say at Thanksgiving, yes, I seasoned this with herbs from my garden. <laughs> that makes you fancy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So my first one is a rosemary, but it's lavender rosemary, mm-hmm. which confuses people, but it is rosemary. And I don't really think it has much lavender-y about it. It's just it the looks flowers. a little lavender. Yeah. It it. it the form can seem lavender-like. But not it, the taste. But not the taste. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, so you can use it as rosemary. And it's one of the only ones that I have gotten to grow outside all in Nebraska. Nice. So um, lots of lavender herbs, <laughs> <laughs> lots of rosemary can't handle the harsh winters right. of Nebraska. This one I planted too. They're both doing great. I learned this about rosemary, that the reason it doesn't handle our winters is because it doesn't handle the dry cold. Mm. So it could handle the cold if it would get the sea mist, because, you know, it's from the Mediterranean. It's used to Mediterranean. (laughs) From the Mediterranean. So it's used to getting that sea mist on it. So I tried to keep some alive in my office by misting it, and it worked until like three weeks ago. And the day after Karma took a picture to show <laughs> off the fact that I had kept my office rosemary alive, it just up and died. <laughs> did you use seawater? I did not. It? I used sink water. <laughs> so maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I like it. So th- that's my first herb wreck. What do you. Uh, mine is going to be calamint, calamintha nepeta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Montrose white is one of the cultivars that we have. Um, and it is, so it's it's a mint. But it's not in the mentha family. And the mentha family is the one you're all scared of. And I'm scared of it, too. I like to eat it, but it's only for pots, preferably isolated by concrete Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, you know, it goes crazy. This is not. It's a little bushy perennial. And it's so cute. It's like this little tiny one foot bush Mm -hmm. of white flowers. It's a little awkward in its youth. (laughs) Don't judge it. We all had braces. It's cool. (laughs) Um, But once it fills in, it it is just like this little bush covered in white flowers. And oh my goodness, the bees love it. Mm -hmm. I can't even take a still picture. You have to take a video. Right. Um, And it, it is minty enough to eat like mint. It's not maybe as strong as a spearmint plant, but it's minty enough to eat or make tea out of. Mm hmm. Yeah, put it in your lemonade, yeah, your mint lemonade, Ooh. or in your water bottle just yeah. to you know mint things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next herb is sage. Ooh, that's a good one. I have a sage bush in my my herb garden. That sage, you can I I pretty much use it year round. Like okay. even though it's outside, it kind of dries just 
on the stem yeah and i pick it off and i can still use it so i think it is super well rounded plant because it's gonna get a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. take up some space um if you don't use it fine but you will always have sage to use that's oh that's good what okay tell us some of your favorite uses for sage well I like to put it on poultry. Okay. So anytime I'm making chicken or my Thanksgiving turkey. Your Thanksgiving turkey. Gotcha. For sure. And then um, for me, I like it in cocktails too. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like me some sage and orange cocktails. That sounds Those delicious. Those flavors go well together. Okay. Yeah. Which leads me to my next recommendation for herbs, which is if you are trying to put together mother's day gift Mm -hmm. for instance um buy three complimentary herbs buy a pot a large pot if you're doing three or three regular pots Mm -hmm. put them together and make like a herb kit yes so i did this for my sister i put together a cocktail one so it had herbs that could all go in cocktails and i gave her some mixers and things and that was an excellent birthday gift that is a great idea and she was able to use those herbs all summer. If anyone's planning to send me a birthday gift, <laughs> even though my birthday's in February when there's no plants, that sounds like a grand idea. Yes. Um, I've seen people, you could do it with pizza, mm-hmm. uh, pizza uh, herbs, and then whatever else you want to yeah. give them to go with their pizza. So there's all different types of ways you could do that it. That is such a fun idea. Yeah. I, I think it's fun. Okay, I'm not going to do another herb, because if I did, I would read you the whole list. So (laughs) (laughs) let's move on to non-hardy plants. Mm -hmm. And these are plants, they may be annual, they may be perennial, but they don't survive our winters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go first? Okay, so mine, I just said they don't survive our winters, but I did pick one that can be brought into your house as a house plant, and that's begonias. Um, There are so many cool funky begonias and we have a lot of really fun ones at spring affair and they make great you know fillers for your potted plants and then um you know i don't always keep the rest of them but i usually pull out the begonias into a house plant pot and bring them in for the winter because they are just a nice green i just like to have green in my house Mm -hmm. in the winter and they not everything works that well well in the house but begonias do absolutely okay for mine I am going to do coleus. Okay. And the reason I picked this one is because it will fill your pot quickly and you can also bring it inside. So that's one of my recommendations. We have a lot of different types of coleus. So you you pick, pick your favorite. The colors. There's so many colors. So many colors. So it's it's also a fun potted plant. Yeah. And yeah, it's it can be hard to find things that fill pots like coleus does Mm -hmm. in the full shade Mm -hmm. and give that much color in the shade yes Mm -hmm. exactly okay we're on to the last category trees and shrubs trees and shrubs one of our favorites and we we restricted ourselves we did (laughs) these are one of our favorites because they come from our bob and his greenhouse and also, I mean, who doesn't love a good tree and shrub combo? True. So do you want to start? Okay, I'll go first. Kay. And I picked a tree, native tree, one of my favorites, black cherry. So yummy. I mean that by the smell. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you actually do not want to eat anything from this tree. Um, I guess you can do stuff with the berries, I read, but um, they're going to go with the wildlife. I mean, much I think you would have to net them or something to yeah. get any. Mm-hmm. And they're not one you would just like pick and eat. Right. The leaves have, I forget what it's called, but they uh, can make, if you eat, chew on them, they make your mouth go numb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was used as a dental help uh, back in the day. For Native Americans would use them for toothaches um, to numb things up a little bit. So I don't recommend eating, but they're gorgeous. And they smell so they good. They smell so good. Um they're white flowers in the spring like you're gonna be the one standing out in your neighborhood because you have just the most gorgeous tree and they can be in a little high demand didn't you say you tried to find one in another nursery and they've been sold out so yes um if you have been after black cherry come get it come and get it but not until i get mine All right, what'd you pick? I went for a shrub, and mine's going to be vernal witch hazel. Mm -hmm. We actually have both witch hazels, the vernal and the common. Uh, I like the vernal because it is our earliest spring pollinator food. It blooms, like, in February. So, um, there, I mean, nothing can beat that for bloom time. And they're so funky looking. Like, they look like little alien flowers. (laughs) I mean, they're just so cool. Um, And it is a little bit of a larger shrub. But it, um, it's a great understory plant if mm-hmm. you're trying to, you know, plant in communities with trees and shrubs or, you know, a great, you know, natural screen if you're trying to screen off your alleyway or your backyard. Um, and just, I mean, how often do you get something that blooms that early? I also love the common witch hazel for some of the same reasons. It's a late bloomer. Uh, and that's, we will have both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've talked about enough plants that we probably won't do a plant of the week. I think we just did like 20 plants of the week. We did 20 plants of the week, and we got to get to Spring Affair. Yeah. (laughs) We got work to do. (laughs) We got a lot of work to do. So thank you again for listening. We hope to see you at Spring Affair. Don't forget to come on by if you're in the area. You can find all of the information about Spring Affair at plantnebraska.org. It is the very first thing you'll see on our website. So just click on that. It will take you to everything you need to know. Uh, And, of course, don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you're listening to your podcast. Send us questions either via email or on a uh, speak pipe or a voicemail, basically. We'd be happy to have you do that. All of that information is on our website as well. Bloombox and Bloombox Growing Deeper are both programs of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. Mm-hmm.